Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Everyday Revival with Pastor Kendall Watrous. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and Facebook, or you can visit us at faithlifefamily.com. Here's Pastor Kendall. Hey there, I hope you've had a great week. Welcome back to Everyday Revival. And uh, we're sitting here uh, with our coffee and the Word of God, and we're uh, diving into these things again, looking uh, and talking about uh, God's Word. Um, I tell you what, there's a whole generation that needs to hear these things um, and get these things, uh, in, in even our generation, we need to hear these things too, but there's a generation that needs to hear these things about God's Word and how it's the answer to what they're facing and what you're facing. Um, last time we left off, we, we, were, we were talking about Hebrews 2.1 and that we must give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard. And we were talking about um, keeping our attention uh, on the things of God and on what His Word says because that's the final authority. But today we're going to be talking uh, uh, on, on these things about how the Word is the answer to opposition in my life. Now, I know maybe this is just me. Maybe this isn't any of you, but, you know, you don't have any opposition in your life. But um, uh, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I do. And I've had opposition and things come against me. And I, I, I know you have, too. And so um, th- these things that we're going to talk about today are really going to help you. So there's nobody who hasn't had opposition or who isn't having opposition right now in their life. Um, you know, John 10.10 says, the thief comes not for to steal, kill, and destroy, but God came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So I choose the second part of that verse. Um, I'm very aware that we have an adversary, yeah, but I, I do believe that God wants us to live the abundant life. And these things that we're talking about will cause us to walk in the abundance that God has for us, the abundant life. Um, so the word is the answer to the opposition in my life. When we're being opposed, when we, uh, you know, are going through things, when there's challenges and, and, and things that we're facing, if, if we don't have a firm grip on God's word, we'll, it'll really uh, tip our boat. I've, I've seen it really, you know, uh, challenge people and, and they really start questioning uh, is this, you know, is God real? All, this, all these things they start asking because the, the foundation of God's word hasn't been established in their life. When we have the word established in our life and we know that God's word, again, is the final authority, it's where I'm going when I'm in trouble. I'm not going, uh, that's the first place I'm going. Um, then I, and I understand that it's truth. God's word is truth. And that it's not, he's not a liar. What he says is he will perform, that his word is powerful. It contains power. And that when I speak his word out of my mouth, things change. When I understand those things, man, you know, yeah, tribulation comes, opposition comes, but I have the tools that I need the knowledge, and I should say the revelation that I need to put up a, a defensive shield against those things. That's why um, over there it says, you know, taking the shield of faith. The so We have the sword of the spirit, the breastplate of righteousness, right? The belt of truth, you know, and it gives all the different parts of the armor 
that we're to have so that what? We can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. I believe that's what it says. Yeah, that we're going to be able to stand. And I, I, I just preached this the other night. Having done all to stand, we stand. Right? That's over there in Ephesians. Why? Because if I don't have those things in place, I'm not going to be able to stand. When the enemy comes with his mess, with his, his tactics, whether it's an attack on our mind, whether we all of a sudden there, there's something happens in our finances and we start getting to the tipping point, when something happens in our family, uh, when uh, there's a loss, when, when maybe our job, something on our job, maybe we lose our job. Maybe we've been hurt by a relative or a, a close friend. When these things come into our life and challenge us, when we have the Word of God established on the inside of us, I'm not saying that we don't go through things. I'm saying that when we do go through things, we have the ability and the armament that we need to, to stand up in that day and stand against those things, and in the end, we win. That's what I'm saying. So uh, the, the Word of God is my answer to opposition. I'm just going to keep saying that today because I believe there's people that are listening today that are going through things, going through things, whether it's, you know, like I, all the things I just mentioned or just, you know, in the time we're living, it seems like a lot of people are attacked in their minds with fear, Fear of what's going to happen, fear of lack, fear of something happening to, to their family, whatever. There's fears and, and, and anxieties that are, are coming on people that we need to have, we be fixed and have the scriptures down deep in our heart. Remember that scripture I read last time? Your word have I hid in my heart. How does it get down into my heart? How am I going to get that word down in my heart? Well, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I, faith comes by hearing, but man, faith is released by speaking, right? So I've got to not only get his word in my heart by, by hearing, but I've got to get it in my, my heart by speaking too, right? So I'm speaking his word out on a regular basis. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're working in my life. Thank you that you supply all my needs. Thank you that you said that your hand would be on my children and my children's children. I thank you, Lord, that uh, no plague will come nigh my dwelling. I thank you. And you see, the word starts coming up from on the inside. It's not coming from my mind. It's coming from the inside, and I'm speaking it out. I'm putting uh, my faith in action. I'm speaking his words out. And so because it's down in my heart, I've hid his word in my heart. So we don't want to resist the devil in, in his thoughts with my feelings. I don't resist him that way. I don't resist him with my thoughts. Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm not in a, a mental telepathy battle with the enemy, right? That's not how it works. I can't think the devil away. You can't think him away. It, we have an adversary, and, he, and he's, he's sly, and he's tricky and crafty, but we have the power of God on the inside to defeat him at everything he tries. So I can't resist the devil with my feelings or with my thoughts. I resist him with what? Yep, the word. I resist the devil with the word. 
God's word, and we read this last time, I said this last time, God's word in your mouth is just as powerful as God's word in his mouth. So I'm resisting the enemy with the word of God. I'm not resisting him with my thoughts. Oh, just go away, devil. Just go away, devil. Just go. No. When the Bible says over there, it says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. One version says, as in stark terror, he's going he's gonna to take his stuff and leave. Why, why will he leave? Why will the enemy leave as in stark terror? Why? Because the word of God is powerful. It contains power. And when we speak his word, when we declare his word, the enemy leaves. He takes his stuff and, and leaves. Right? Those thoughts will diminish because the enemy leaves. He can't stand, he can't stand it when, in, when a believer, a born-again Christian, stands up and starts speaking his word, God's word. He, he has to go. So I resist the enemy not with my thoughts, not with my feelings, not with crying, oh, I just can't believe the devil's doing this again. I just, God, no, I don't resist him like that. I resist him with the word. Find scripture for yourself. I, I think if I've said it, I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times, maybe on these podcasts and in the preaching, that you have to, I have to find scripture for myself. It has to be it has to be my scripture. It ha- you have to own it. It can't be the preacher's scripture. It can't be your best friend's scripture or your husband's scripture or your wife's. It has to be yours. In other words, you take the effort to go to your Bible. And you. I, I've told people this many times. Go to the back of your Bible. There's a concordance. It has words. It starts with A and goes to Z. Look up your what you're going through in there. That's that's what I did. I mean, that, this is basic, but if that's a starting place for you, that's a great starting place. I need help with my finances. All right, go in the back. Look up scriptures on wealth. Look up scriptures on giving. Look up scriptures. Find find some good uh, teaching on giving and and uh, and uh, giving and receiving. Great stuff out there by Keith Moore, Mark Hankins. Um, I get, the list goes on. There's great things out there. Um, y- you also need to be careful what you listen to, too. Don't. But anyway, so look in the back on the concordance. Look under these things and find scripture that helps you. Here we go again, but I, I, I can't not say it. Be hooked up and plugged into your local church. If you're a drifter, if you're a, a, an occasional uh, attender at church, you're going to find it hard in your Christian walk to stand against the wiles of the devil, to stand against the opposition that he brings. Why? Because your pastor is anointed from God to stand in the office of the pastor, right? And to stand up in front of you when they're there on a Sunday, Wednesday, or whenever you meet. They're anointed to help you by speaking the word that God gave your pastor. It's, it's anointed to help you in your situation. Get in there. Take notes. Don't just sit there and think about what you're having for lunch. Get in there. Take notes on Sundays. Get in there. Take notes on Wednesdays. Listen to what's being said. Your pastor is anointed to help you. Now, I know that's not taught today. I know it's taught just, you know, go to church whenever you feel like it and, um, you know, God still loves you and he's, 
you know, he's 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 the loving God and he'll yeah, he loves you, but you're going to be very weak in your spiritual life if you're not hooked up in a local church. So get plugged in. Be serve in the local church. And I'm telling you, that exchange there, you serving, you listening to the word of God, you're going to become a strong Christian. You're going to you're you're going to grow in the things of God. So that was my commercial for that. Anyway, so we've got to get the word of God in our mouth. We've it's going to be the answer to our opposition. Um, so we find so many people, though, and, and I know, you know, people, you probably could tell me three people right now that come to mind just when I say these things. But people that just always have excuses in their in their mouth, always have complaining in their mouth. Um, that's that's got to be uh, replaced with praise and worship in your mouth. Um, if you're believing God against opposition in your life, but all you can do is complain and have excuses, you're not going to, you're not going to, um, make it very far, in, uh, in, and have any victory in your life because those excuses and that complaining is going to counteract, uh, the word of God working in your life. Um, you know, people, they'll justify why they can't change. You'll hear them 10, 20, 30 years later, they're still justifying. Well, you know, people just, they just got to accept me the way I am. And that's just the way I am, you know, and or whatever they have, they justify and they, they complain away their life and they excuse away their life. Listen, when we get the word of God in our mouth, it starts changing our vo- vocabulary, it starts changing our scene, the scenery. I mean, we start, we start saying, Hey, wait a minute. God is changing me. I'm not looking, to, I'm not hoping and praying to be changed. No, God's changing me. And it gets my eyes off of me and my situation, and it gets my eyes back on him. When I get God's word in my mouth, it changes, it changes things. I start viewing things different. Um, you know, people, they'll use bad experiences, things that happen to them. I don't diminish or negate that bad things have happened to you. Um, I've had really bad things happen to me, um, and a lot of them uh, happened after I became a Christian by Christians. Um, I, you know, we see, and I put this in my book, but you know, I've seen over the years more people stop going to church and stop, you know, serving God over uh, being hurt in the church because their eyes weren't on God; their eyes were on people. When we get our eyes on people and we put our hope in, in, in those people and not in, the, in God and his plan for our life, we'll be sorely disappointed. So when we, when we get our eyes off of people and quit saying, well, that person hurt me, listen, don't let that keep you out of church. No, you keep on serving God and just say, you know what? God's, God's working in my life. And, and, and you know what? I let go of that hurt. I let go of that pain in my life. Lord, I give it to you. And I thank you that you, you're the one who is changing me on the inside. You're the one who's helping me with those things. I've done it. Y'all, I've done it. And, it, you know, I'm not saying it was easy. But I'm telling you, when we release those things to God and, and, and we let him be the Lord of our life and, and get our eyes off of people, it just makes our journey in the things of God just so much sweeter. We, we can just, we can just uh, sometimes it just helps us 
get above those things in a different way. But past efficiencies in our life, they can change. You know, things that we had trouble with, like maybe, maybe you had trouble lying. That was always a thing in your life. You just lied about things. Uh, you, you know, you just, you, you weren't faithful with things. You, you would give your word, but you just never kept your word. Like these kind of past efficiencies in our lives. Man, when we got, get God's word in our mouth and, and start getting in the scriptures and, and speaking his word out of our mouth, like, I, again, I say it changes it changes us on the inside. And those things that seem to be so hard, now we turn around and a year later, as we're progressing in the things of God, we turn around and we say, wait a minute, I am, I'm now a faithful person. Why? Because God lives in me. God's faithful, so I'm faithful. I am a faithful person. You know, um, God, he, <laughs> he has a way of taking just messed up, uh, broken, messed up. You know, you hear people say that all the time now. You know, I'm just broken. Listen, no, no, no. When we get born again, he said all things have become new. And so he has a way of taking this messed up person that we used to be. And now when I've been born again, now all things have become new. I'm, I'm no longer the same person. So I don't, I don't want to have excuses and complaining in my mouth now. No, I'm not excusing my past anymore. The past is gone. It, he doesn't even remember our past. He said, as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your transgressions from you. In other words, I'm not, if I don't think about it and I don't go there, he's not going to bring it up, right? So I'm helping some people today. Um, we have to leave the past behind. Uh, the, you know, I think when I look back in my life, when I, when I can see, when I, I got to some point and it was just because I just kept pursuing God and just kept going forward and I wouldn't let anything stop me and I'm not going to, but I just kept going, that it, the change happens. It, it happens, you know, progressively and you don't even realize those things have fallen off of you. So we've got to leave the, hap, uh, the past behind. Uh, freedom comes when we choose to let loose of our grip on the past. That's a good way to say it. Our freedom comes when we choose to let loose of the grip on our past. And we, and we turn to God's word and we say, God, now what does your word say about this? Again, his word is the final authority. It's the answer to my opposition in my life. Right. So I remember when I was a kid, I, you know, going, you know, going to school, kids call your names, you know, and I'm sure all of you have been called names. Well, it affected my self-image. There were some things that were said to me when I was a kid that I realized when I got up into my teens and my early 20s that it affected me. And, uh, you know, um, you know, they, they were things that kind of I had to God had to work out of me. And I had to, the more I began to see who I was in him and that he loves me, God loves me, and that he has a plan for my life. And all the things that he said about me, those other things diminished in my life. I, 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 didn't, I don't think about them anymore. You say, well, my husband never treated me right. Or, you know, I was sexually abused or I was in a, in a, in a bad situation uh, with a boyfriend or girlfriend. I, or my parents never loved me. I was rejected unwanted, um, unloved. 
Well, those things God cares about. He he cares about those things, that those things were done to us. But he cares so much about it that he did something about it. He already has done something about that. He came to this earth, right? This seems like so simple and so basic, but that's what he did. He came to this earth, and Jesus came, and he died on a cross. He provided salvation for us, but then he did something else. When he walked on this earth, he he gave us when when he you know walked on this earth and he performed the miracles that he did and he provided the things that he did when he was on this earth but when he left he gave us another comforter he said i give you i'm giving you a comforter and i'm giving you the holy spirit uh which is our comforter and he will guide us and he will be in us and he will show us things to come see he he's always provided for us and he's always providing for us. So when we need help, he gave us a comforter. He gave us a helper on the inside. So these things that we say are holding us back or these excuses that we have in our mouth, no, no, no. No, when, when we find out in the word of God what he's provided for us, what his blood has done for us, what he has already accomplished for us in redemption, right? And in the, through the cross, oh my goodness, and then gave us the Holy Spirit as our helper, we have all the help we need. We have all the help we need. And so I'm going to do my part by finding out what God's word says about me and replace the pattern of wrong thinking in my life. Because let me tell you this, God's calling us to a higher place. He's calling us out of the place that we've been in, out of that complaint and that disillusionment, out of this this place of just mediocrity, of being just a, just a, a Christian who's an, an, a, an attender, uh, goes to church every once in a while. He's calling us to a higher place. Listen, y'all, he's calling you to a higher place. He has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life. He has, he has great things ahead for you, whether the, it looks like it in the world or not. I'm telling you, he needs all hands on deck you know what that term means. That means he, he, he's not shoving people to the side and saying, no, no, this is only for these people. No, he has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life. And he wants to get his word on the inside of you So because that's our answer so that we can be effective in these last, last days for him, so that we can be mouthpieces. Actually, I like to say this, that we become billboards of his goodness in the days ahead. Amen, right? So that with our life, it just shines him. In other words, our life is a billboard. Hey, God's good. This is what he did in my life. I used to be like this, but I'm not like this anymore. And, and so our life shines him, uh, uh, you know, and, and makes him look good. God's calling you to a higher place. God has great things for you. He has great things for me, and he's doing a work in these last days. Listen, uh, that's all for today. Um, I I tell you, I could just sit here and preach, but um, I I hope these things, you've heard the, the heart of God through these things. In other words, that he loves you and he has a plan for you, but he's calling you up into this higher place. In other words, if you don't know where your Bible is right now, if it's in the back of your car, if it's if it's uh, at church on the seat at church, you left it there, find out where it is, go get it, dust it off, 
and find scripture for your life and start saying the word of God. Start speaking the word of God out of your mouth. Get into a good local church. Get plugged in. Listen to what's being said. Be involved and, and don't let the enemy let you sit on the sidelines during these last days before Jesus comes back. Be involved. Get involved. Amen. So God has a plan for you. Well, until next time, until next uh, podcast, have a great week. Have a great week and put these things into, into uh, play in your lives. Put these things into action. Have a great week. We'll see you later. And until next time, live in everyday revival.